Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to Trading Card Therapy, episode number 39. Appreciate you joining us today. If this is not live and you are watching this later on, we appreciate you listening on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple and Spotify and all those good places where you listen to your podcast. Today is a special episode. We have been fortunate lately to have come across some amazing vintage cards, collections, and people. Yesterday on Layton's Loft, where you can find us every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Vintage Breaks platform, as well as Layton's Loft on Facebook, we were talking about a T206 collection that just came into our offices here in Milburn, New Jersey, and believe it or not, it was shipped in to us, and it was shipped in with over 400 T206s that have been in the same family since 1910. Unbelievable. I feel very grateful and extremely fortunate to be able to call my job uh, as a baseball card treasure hunter a real life thing. If the Yankees or the Jets, I don't think the Jets will be calling this year because they got Rodgers. And if they do, it means they got big problems. That means they've gone through him and Zach Wilson. Um, so nonetheless, very happy to be here today. And if you missed yesterday's episode of Layton's Law, check it out because we showed off some of the T206s that just came into our offices for evaluation and appraisal. We'll let everyone know over the next several days what happens with that collection. Wish us the best of luck, please, because we're hoping that we can document it on our blog at blog.justcollect.com, share the video, and of course, all the wonderful cards that are in the collection. Some of the cards have as many as six or seven copies. The Ty Cobb, I believe there's uh, a couple. Cy Young has a couple, but more details come on that collection in the coming days. Welcome Charles and Dennis and anyone else who's been uh, able to tune in today here live. So we have a different collection to talk about today. I was able to go out last Thursday on an appointment. We had someone reach out to us here um, via our website, and then they sent me a direct email letting me know if I was interested in Mantle, Namath, Clemente, Kofax, and other graded vintage to call them right away. And it's crazy how life can work because I recently had a medical situation. Thankfully, I'm feeling much better. And this person had emailed me. I could go back and check. I don't have my laptop here, but I think between three and four times. So you might ask, like, well, why don't I have other people check my emails? I'm not usually out of the office, because even when I'm out of the office, I'm still checking my emails. I run several companies in the baseball card space. And so I'm always staying on top of my phone, or uh, you know anything that's coming in on my iWatch as far as emails go. But in this particular case, I wasn't really able to. And then even when I guess I was physically able to, I just wasn't up to it. So believe it or not, the last email said, hey, you know, if you don't reach out, I'll assume you're not interested. So it's made me rethink potentially when I'm out of the office, uh, who I'm going to give access to my emails. But it's certainly to be someone because we don't want to miss you know anything exciting. We were able to touch base. 
we talked. Certainly someone who was very sharp, um, but uh, was potentially interested in selling some really good stuff. But I could tell I wasn't going to be able to buy everything. I was okay with that. And I took the images he had sent over uh, via his wife's cell phone. And I started to put together a spreadsheet of not only what he had, but also um, the eye appeal. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Lo and behold, the first evaluation came to 29 PSA graded cards. Haven't seen any of the cards, um, but I have seen images of the cards through my phone. I evaluate them. And thankfully, after I tell them what I think they're worth and I make an offer, seems like we're in the same neighborhood. Well, you know what that means. If he has uh, more cards, uh, you know, behind those, and there's potentially tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, to be able to be spent on high-quality vintage cards, I'm coming. I will be happy to set up an appointment to make sure that I have plenty of time to not only look through uh, the collection, but also evaluate it. So I make my way to this individual's home. They were gracious enough to have me over. And before we started getting into the collection, he said, we have to have a beer on the deck. And as we were drinking, it's one of those where, listen, you know, we've all been single at one time or another in our life. You're having a drink, but you may be thinking about something else. Well, in this case, I was thinking about the cards. And we're on the, the deck, and although it was beautiful outside, I'm enjoying the weather. I'm probably halfway done with this Peroni. We're sharing one. Uh, you know, he's having one. I'm having one. Um, I don't think I've had a Peroni before. If I have, it hadn't been in a long time. I basically, I, I said mercy. Like, I really, I can talk. Drink the beer and look at your cards all at the same time. So thankfully, he found it funny. We kept drinking the beer, uh, and we came inside. We decided to kind of get to work. There was a lot of cards to look at, um, organized enough for me, or of course, to evaluate them. Everything uh, was graded. There was a portion that was ungraded. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But what really struck me from the beginning was the quality of the cards. So I'm making piles. I want to give you some perspective here. I'm probably looking through no less than 750 or 1,000 graded vintage PSA cards. He's talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. How about the Yankees? Oh, Joe Papatoni is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Whatever he's saying, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, huh, I'm just taking out cards. And I just like, I clarify with him. I said, just want to make sure that I can, you know, just take out whatever I'm interested in. Keep in mind, gang, I'm thinking I'm buying everything that I'm taking out at this point. This is great. I mean, like, there's so many cards. I could build a fort with Crosby, um, and we'd have a great old time just doing that. So at this point, there's, you know, cards everywhere. We've been talking for hours, more like he's talking, I'm listening, and I'm doing my work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it might snow up a lot, you know, snow a lot around here, or it's going to get nice soon. Who knows? So... I'm thinking I'm buying every one of these cards. Every one of them. He's mentioning to me ungraded, and I can't even keep up with the graded. So 
at some point, I just wanted to, you know, pause and ask him, hey, like, what are the expectations? Like, did you want me to also make an evaluation or do an evaluation for your ungraded cards as well as the graded? Oh, no, that'll be next time. I'm thinking like, you know, I'm staying over already tonight because I don't know how long this is going to take. I can stay longer. I don't have my son this weekend. I don't want to sell everything yet. No, no, I understand. You pretend that you don't want to press. You pretend like you don't care. Of course I care. I'm just human. Um, and I love cards. So this is trading card therapy, of course. This is my own therapy to come clean about the collection and my experience. So we're going through the cards. It's ours. So to give you some perspective, I arrive at 2.30. We look at cards straight till 7.15, other than the six minutes that we're drinking our Peronis on the deck. And then I said six and a half minutes into it, like I got to start to get to work. No stopping for lunch. Did invite me to dinner, which I appreciate. But I did have dinner uh, with some friends that night, which was great. And I left still thinking I was going to buy hundreds and hundreds of great vintage cards. So I go to dinner. I come back from dinner. J5 is already doing some work on the evaluation, meaning I've sent him the list. He's helping me. I talk about some of the cards as far as the eye appeal goes. I then spend several hours when I get back to the room that night. Next morning, I wake up early, another few hours. And the whole time, of course, you're thinking you're, you, you're going to get everything. Because, listen, I guess, right, if you're a football team, and you're the Jets, you go out in the field, they don't think today they're going to tie or they're going to lose. They're going to win. And by the way, the Jets have been very bad in recent years. They usually don't win. But they still think they're going to win. So for me, winning is, hey, I've hand-selected these cards. I did explain to him the whole entire time I was willing to buy everything. He said, no, no, just pick out what you're interested in. I don't know. It's very hard to not choose all of the really good cards. And he had a lot of them. So I tried to like, all right, Leighton, you've taken too many. Try to skip these next three. I'm telling you, it was really hard. He had like multiples of a 62 Clemente and a seven, seven and a half and eight. I'm like, I, you know, I guess I don't need the seven. And then of course I would pull out the seven and a half. I'm like, I think the seven's nicer than seven and a half. I'm like, no, Leighton, you don't need four 62 Clementes. So I narrowed it down to three. Well, as I'm telling the story here, and you're starting to understand what I'm going through. Of course, it's business, but you're enjoying this. You're enjoying the journey, the process, and you're looking at lots of great stuff. So I'm going to share with you, this is about, what, 10 minutes into our uh, Trading Card Therapy 39th episode, a detail that I had never experienced in my entire career of hitting the road looking for baseball card treasure. So. This collector, like many of us, started collecting when he was a kid. So that's not what's different. We all started in some way, shape, or form when we were a kid. Even if we weren't collecting, we were falling in love with the sport of baseball. Or for that matter, trying to fall in love with... Um, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to read some of the feedback here in a second. Uh, you know, you're trying to fall in love with you know, a respective sport, but maybe you're not in love with collecting yet. I want to take a pause. Casey Gold is throwing out some comments here. Whale collections are owned by guys that just want to flex, no need to sell. They enjoy the tease and shoot for the moon and march people through their collections and don't have reasonable expectations. Sometimes we can land small pieces. Or better yet, leaving our cards behind and having their family call years later. 
here's the deal. You might be on, on the money. I can tell you firsthand, my staff knows this. They were part of the journey, even though they didn't physically come with me. I was happy to get out of town. I was happy that I happened to not have my son that weekend, so it didn't cost me any parenting time with him. And I fully went into this collection with the expectations of seeing great cards and being okay with getting none of them. We're going to hear why, though, in just a few minutes or a little bit more context. And I do agree with Casey Gold. There are some collectors out there. By the way, not just whales. There's folks that they only have 11 cards. They're worth a total of 500 bucks, and you really want them all? They don't want to sell them because they love them. That's the one thing I want you guys to take away from today's episode. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you love collecting, you love your cards, who are we to judge? Well, you're going to see where I'm going with this in just a few minutes. So we'll talk about that, Casey Gold. Be my pleasure, because this was a delicate situation for sure. But delicate because I was dealing with some passion I had not seen in a very long time. Um, and a dedication to not just the childhood collection component of what he had. So like many of us, he started out as a childhood collector. That eventually evolved into getting a little bit more serious. Getting into some true vintage gems like early Mickey Mantles. Key rookie cards. So when he first started telling me about the collection and his eventual journey from childhood to young adulthood and then to adulthood, everything seemed to flow really well and nicely. I was intrigued, to say the least. He then said, you know, if, if you are not familiar, check out PSA um, graded cards excuse me, check out PSA for more information on their grading of cards at psacard.com. Um, but PSA, if I'm not mistaken, has been around for about 30 years. Something extremely unusual about this collection, but I was excited to see them in person. This individual had been buying PSA vintage baseball cards, mainly baseball, for the last 25 or 28 years. I've been collecting for a long time. I'm in my early 40s. I certainly wasn't buying that many PSA cards 20 or 30 years ago. But when I hit Rutgers College in the mid-90s, I was very familiar with PSA cards. Call myself an early adapter, but not enough of vintage. Believe me, I wish. So this gentleman oof, was way ahead of the curve and was very fortunate to meet an amazing woman, and she supported his efforts. So he's out buying some amazing cards, enjoying life and the journey. And at some point, about 20 years ago, he lost his vision. But he never lost his love and his passion for collecting cards, for the hobby, and spending time with his beloved wife. And so... It was a slow start after resuming his collecting, um, of course, after losing his vision. But he remembered cards like the 49 Bowman Jackie Robinson, like the 54 Red Heart Mickey Mantle, that they were emblazed in, they were like ingrained 
don't know if that's a word, but definitely ingrained in his head and his mind. And I can tell you firsthand, I was there for the better part of two days. He would talk to me about the vivid nature of the red background of a such and such 59 mantle. And he's like, am I right? Absolutely. So this is experience was one I had never had before. And in a way, I probably felt a little bit more emotional than usual because I understood as he was describing his journey to me that even though I didn't quite understand how you would collect after losing your vision, he never lost anything else. And in fact, those senses might have even become more keen for him and heightened. And so as we sat through, going through his um, well north of a thousand vintage PSA cards, I understood that, of course, I wanted to buy all these cards that I took out and set aside. But the reality of it is, no matter what, I reminded myself to enjoy the journey and the process. And that's what I did. Other than cutting short, and we didn't cut it short, we just finished the beer inside, because he saw how giddy and excited I was about his collection. Well, something this person, and he doesn't want to be named, which is why I'm not using his first uh, name whatsoever or talking about the area. Um, beyond being ahead of the curve and buying PSA graded vintage, what is unbelievable is he was thinking about eye appeal and centering almost 30 years ago when PSA had just opened its doors. And so as some people are mentioning in the chat, you're right, there may be some cards he never sells, but he was willing to sell some. And I was very grateful and happy to buy the ones that I did. Today is the first time I'm telling the story and really the first time I'm showing off anything else other than just a few of the cards that I've already shown off on Instagram on my Leighton Sheldon account. If you aren't familiar with my account, give me a follow. Check it out. It's really fun baseball card content. You could follow along in my baseball card treasure hunting at Leighton underscore Sheldon. But of course, today we are doing trading card therapy. And as you can see, how therapy really, this is what it feels like. Yes, it involves trading cards, but this was a heck of an experience to see someone who had such a love for uh, collecting and sports and an unbelievable collection that stood before me and really understanding that there was so much more important than cards. And as a side note, only so that I don't forget, was kind enough as I had talked, as I often do across my podcasts in our offices and of course in my personal life, I'm talking about my son, who I love uh, dearly, Crosby, who's eight. When we um, finished up our deal the next day, he had a full, call it a goodie bag, waiting for Crosby to take with me. So we bonded a lot over those last, or those two days last week. It wasn't just cards, so much more about life and what things I might see in the future, or am I, or am I not, you know, depending on our experience and the journey that we have. So today I'm going to start off just by showing some of the cards and you're gonna see a similarity. There's some incredible eye appeal. And of course, a great selection of cards. We're gonna start off with some rookies. 
Mostly everything's from the 50s and 60s. There's a couple outliers you can see here. Really nice 73 Schmidt and a PSA 8. PSA 7 Schmidt, that's dead nut centered. Great eye appeal. One of my favorite cards from the 70s coming up next, and certainly one of his. We talked about it for a while. He's got a bunch of these. He would only let go 1-7. This card wouldn't look out of place in an 8-holder, and it is one of the most desirable cards from the 1970s. That's a non-rookie. A 1971 Topps Thurman Munson PSA 7. A couple good rookies coming up. Johnny Bench, PSA 7.5. Exceptional centering. Great clarity. Really strong color. If you're enjoying today's comment, please make sure you subscribe so you get to check out other comments, excuse me, other collections like this in the future. Really nice 67 Seaver, almost flawless centering, great color, very, very sharp corners. PSA 8 Seaver Rookie. We're not going to show each and every one of the cards today, but we will on our blog. In the future, if you want to check out the story and the full video on this collection, check out blog. Dot just collect .com. Here is a 67 career rookie in a PSA 7. So all in all, I was able to successfully purchase 136 graded vintage PSA cards. Of those, and we're going to get into those in the next batch, 28 of them were Mickey Mantle cards. If you'd like to know more about the process, as some people are asking in the chat, I encourage you to read the full story on our blog coming soon. All right, so we're going to show you a football card before we show you some of the mantles here. Here is... A sweet 65 tops Joe Namath rookie. Very sharp, great corners, fantastic color, very strong centering left to right, a little bit off top to bottom. I joked and said, what happened? He said, don't worry, I got more Namus. He showed me and I, I just like, I couldn't handle it. So in, in a way, it was like torture because of course you want to buy everything. But we had another Peroni probably a couple over the over the few days and we were able to work something out for 136 of these PSA graded beauties no 54 tops Ernie Charles I'm going to show off some of the mantles right now probably the nicest 54 tops red heart mantle I've ever seen in a six holder to me the card looks like an eight thanks collector's dream appreciate you tuning in today Look at that beauty. Fifty-four Bowman mantle, very sharp, a little bit off-centered left to right. This is about as bad as the centering gets, and this is only on a couple of the cards. This is one of the nicer cards in the collection. Have you ever seen a better 52 Bowman Mickey Mantle? It's his second Bowman card. Beautiful registration, great color, 
and impeccable centering. Probably my favorite or one of my favorite cards in the collection. It's a beauty. I haven't looked at any of these in great detail since I got back. It's been a wild week, as I did mention in today's uh, episode a little, a little bit earlier uh, in today's episode. We just had a collection come in with over 400 T206s that have been the same family since 1910. So things are wild out there. Here is a 56 Mantle, PSA 5. Probably my uh, favorite or one of my favorite 60s Mantle cards because very tough to find center. This one, of course, is nice, strong centering on the 69, but it has all the stats. And as a young collector slash baseball fan, I remember seeing a 69 Mantle of the show and asking, oh, is that the last card of his career? And they're like, oh, you're never going to buy it. And I said, well, maybe one day. That one day I didn't know when it would come, but it did, thankfully. And uh, I enjoy seeing all the stats there. Drop a note, let me know if you enjoy like the last card in a player's career, such as the 69 Mantle, seeing all the stats on the back of one card, like a little mini Wikipedia for that player. I think it's neat. Gorgeous, blazing red, 61 tops, MVP, Mickey Mantle, PSA 7. Speaking of a 61 Tops Mickey Mantle PSA 7, this is a gorgeous example. We have another gorgeous example that you could win right now through Vintage Breaks. Check out all the details about our big event ending in a few weeks. You can check out the details at vintagebreaks.com. Your purchases that you make on our website towards some amazing breaks, set breaks, pack breaks, box breaks, and much more can be utilized towards entries, and you might win a gorgeous vintage card just like this. Congrats, James. Oh, uh, big name of the collector. Very nice second year. This could be a, a good candidate for a card I would keep because I'm a big Jet fan. And, you know, I don't need an eight, but it's got great eye appeal for a seven. Ooh, one of my favorite Kofax cards from the 60s. 65 Tops Kofax PSA 8. And as you can see, many of these uh, PSA holders are old labels, as they're referred to. This is what's fascinating about this collection. We're going to tell it to you straight on Trading Card Therapy. Always. I've seen plenty of PSA old labels where the grading was a little bit less strict. And maybe it wouldn't get the same grade today. This collection, even though it has a number of PSA old labels in it, there really isn't any overgraded cards. If anything, cards might be undergraded or just have exceptional eye appeal for the grade. Oh, this is, uh, did I have the eight here? Great. So there is three 58 All-Stars uh, of Mickey Mantle in this collection. 
I haven't had a PSA 8 of this card in a while. It's only worth about 15, 18 hunch. But there's just something about it, even though it's triple printed. I mean, that's a gorgeous example. And it does go to show you. Like to me, if you can't afford this, but you find it authentic and it looks great, buy it. Because if you go like this in this collection, it doesn't matter that this card right here is a seven because it looks beautiful. That's what I want you to take away from today's episode. Have fun. Buy what you love. Sometimes it is going to pay off. Sometimes it's, it won't. But as long as you are diligent and you are passionate, you never know where the road's going to take you. So with that, even though I could stay here for the next hour and show off the rest of the cards in this collection of 136 graded vintage PSA beauties, buy the card and not the grade. And with that, we wrap up our 39th episode of Trading Card Therapy. Look for me this Saturday and every Saturday night about 10.30 Eastern time. Time, I hop on with Jeremy Lee on Sports Card Live, and we do a few-minute segment called The Vintage Spotlight. It's worth checking out. Until next time.